And I, I'm bring... sorry, we were still getting ready, and so we weren't we weren't quite like precast bantering. So I didn't. I wasn't. No, that's okay. I didn't we're have any of my stuff right? open when we were. It's been a whileing. Yeah. It's been a while <laughs> since I've gone and made a cast. Just like yeah, dude, like literally. Do. Like literally, as soon as we uh, as soon as we got done with coffee and bullshit, like I slammed my computer shut, just leapt over the back of the couch, and just sat down and just jumped right back in. <laughs> Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Uh, it was great. It's excellent. I love the bombing mission. I love the music. The music is like my favorite character in this game. Oh, yeah, dude. The music and like Midgar itself. Yeah. Um, I love the thing that you said about them. <laughs> like we're barely playing a game, so they get to tell us the story. We'll uh, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I'm ready to go, Chris. I'm prop. I'm ready. I'm shitting here. I'm ready to roll. Oh, dude, I was born ready. I hope. I hope you're rolling, John. Oh, we're rolling. <sighs> you know why, John? Because we are back for the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast, and friends. <sighs> You know, John, I have to say it's uh it's been far too long. It's been a while. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Chris It's, it's been over a month, actually. Chris, it I think has. it's been over a month. It has, and it that's, has. Um I, I, I wanna formally apologize to everybody. It's just this quarantine's got everybody fucked up, man. I mean, we haven't been absent, Chris. We've we been haven't, yes. very busy and very visible and we've been putting out content for you guys, but it's it things have changed and we'll talk about that shift in a bit but we're happy to be mm-hmm. back for you guys we want to make sure uh especially right now content supremium we want to make yes, sure that we, we are we returning to it. our schedule and uh and we want to be putting this out for you guys weekly so mm-hmm. um we will talk a little bit more about why's in a bit chris but absolutely but john you know it's there there's some things that have been going on um you know it, I, again there's you know not gonna you know beat around the bush or make any bones about it there's a lot of a lot has happened since before the whole COVID nineteen quarantine. Um, officially, obviously, it's been happening all year. Yeah, but I mean, the last the time that we fresh, like recorded a cast, we would not. You have were even on used your way phrase. to fucking fan fest. Yeah. yeah, I was like were... traveling to a tournament. The, yes. These are all these are all fantasy elements now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was talking with somebody that Persona Five has uh, high fantasy, like you know, capturing demons and mm-hmm. coffee dates. And using public transportation, yes, it's just, it's just <laughs> high high fantasy. Boy, man, the good old days. Yeah. But you know what, John? We're, I, I feel like we're just we're bringing you the evening edition. You know, we're just gonna dive right into it, John. You know what it is? Is it you the know? news? That's why they call it the, the news. news. Yes. Perfect. All right. So first up, um, we'll go ahead and dive into what, like we, you know, what we always like to jump into. And John, get behind your podium because it's time for the Octagon State of the Union. I wish I had like uh, papers, Chris, that I could shuffle them and stack them uh, mm-hmm. and sound like I, I have. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, there it is. And I, I found my notes. Okay, hold on. Let's just. There it is. All right. <clears throat> Uh, Octagon State of the Union. So we actually have quite a lot to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, really, really, I know that we're starting with the State of the Union, but the State of the Union can't start without the uh, the disclaimer, guys. I mean, it's COVID-19 season, right? We, we all know it's, yes. it's all about this disease. It's all about this pandemic, this virus. Um, and it's got us locked down. And for the foreseeable future, yep. paper uh, and, and just in-person uh, events are just canceled. Yep. So there has been a a mighty need, Chris, a mighty void to be filled for all of these locals and all of these players across the country, across the world, frankly, that mm-hmm. um, that just want to jam. And we just had Opus Eleven has come out officially since the last time. I mean, we we were yeah. talking about a ten point five tournament and um, and like reviewing some cards, man. The last time we did, <laughs> like we didn't even I think know about all the cards. I don't know. It was yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't yet. It, it's been Things crazy. I know, I know. Things have changed so like uh, it's unrecognizable the world that we recorded the last cast in. Um, oh, and man, and in that time, um, part of the reason that we've been so busy is because we have been able to take our infrastructure that we've been polishing and working on for almost a year and share it with everybody. And mm-hmm. Chris, I would say that there's almost every day of the week, there's some kind of locals. I know Miami's doing it. The Light's doing it. There's, mm-hmm. there's the scene in Texas is doing it. Legendary um, Wolf Legendary is doing Wolf it. Is doing I don't know if they're using our infrastructure. Or they got their own. Obviously, they, they know how general. to run tournaments. I mean, I, like, um, you know, just online, you know, tournaments online in general, I'm king. saying. I'm That's not saying that we <laughs> taught all those people. I, I honestly don't know who took our exact idea. But what we did is we were the only ones, you know, we were absolutely the only regular online weekly. And mm-hmm. um, people were messaging me left and right asking how they could set it up or, or for help. So mm-hmm. we did a stream and we posted it on the NA page and it was kind of just mm-hmm. like a, hey, if you want to know how to do it, this is how we do it. And I took everybody behind the scenes and showed everything that we do to run the Returners Hideout weekly tournaments on Octagon. Um, mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're trying to share that knowledge, share the love with people so that everybody can do what we've been doing and have these online locals and bring people together. We've yep. been doubling the amount of players in our weekly. We've been averaging 20 easy. Um, we've been tripling the amount of people watching because, you know, this is what we're having to do as a community to come together. This Mm -hmm. is the only option is playing online is spectating online games and like communicating with each other through things like discord or the Facebook group or Twitch. And so Mm -hmm. in order to kind of, what we felt was the most natural progression of polishing that for so long and the crystal Mm -hmm. cups that were about to happen we created the community cup. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, the crystal cup level equivalent on octagon for the community to come together. And, and Chris, they did. We, we, they yeah, I was came about to together say, hard. We definitely succeeded in coming together as a community. There were a lot of successes about this. Uh, we mm-hmm. successfully scaled up our operation to prove that we can handle pair, uh, get results in, do mm-hmm. judge calls and everything for a hundred something players. Easy. Yep. Our infrastructure can handle it. Octagon's infrastructure had a bug and couldn't handle it. However, yep. we are working with them um, now. I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, we would have been able to squash all the bugs before it happens. But the thing is, you know, without literally firing that tournament, I'm not sure that we could have found the issue. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody knew that bug existed because not only and here's the thing, right? 
because not only did our tournament suffer, we actually kicked a Dragon Ball Super tournament on over to Untapped because we weren't just crashing our games. No, we crashed we all of We were crashing everything. Yeah. So, like, that, that I don't think that's something that anybody could have thought of. Now, if it was just, like, our games, then maybe it was an oversight. But, no, we just we broke the damn thing completely. Yeah, and it wasn't server so, capacity either. It just it literally yeah. had to do with, like, the way that we... Like, they've never had that many people simultaneously create games and stuff before because a lot of online tournaments are either small or they're split mm-hmm. over time. And we were trying yep. to do something that was, was, you know, frankly unprecedented, which was yep. to fire it in the exact same tournament structure and time frame as a Crystal Cup. And I believe yep. we can do it, Chris. And I'll tell you what, if... Nothing else came out of this. There was strong resolve and strong, strong like proof of concept, and we are mm-hmm. determined to make it happen because we well, proved that we can do it. And absolutely too. And, and one of the best things about it was I, I really loved the attitude, right? Um, especially when you know we we had all of these donated prizes. Everybody paid their entry fee, which Adam Duncan was Johnny on the fucking spot. Dude, I have I sending have a, out a emails, list getting of that. To thank. But yeah, Cards yeah. of Evilise and Adam Duncan uh, get mm-hmm. 100% thank you, huge, huge thank you for dealing with entry fees and the refunds because, wow. Yep. I mean, and, Adam's yeah. still dealing with the refunds. so Exactly, and, and that was huge, right? So nobody went without, like nobody felt left out, and people were actually enjoying the event. Even like, even, yeah, we had some drops each round after Octagon crashed. Mm. You know, I, you know we, we tried some, some real quick troubleshooting, but really at the end of the day when we had to call it, instead of turning into a 14 hour day one, which I, I think eventually people would have, yeah, I, 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 it would, it would have compromised the integrity of the tournament. Oh, for sure. For sure. To keep going. Yeah. And it would have um, been exponential in numbers of drops. Like it would have just kept increasing yes. by so much. Yeah. We, we were exactly. demanding too much of players. Uh, we were literally physically demanding too much of players to continue the event. Exactly. And, but really the, the response at the end, yeah, you know, you and rice give, you know, putting out these heartfelt apologies and, because and communication is key, Chris. It's important. Yeah, this it was turns all out when event. you when you communicate, like it turns out people aren't really going to be savage. Like you just tell them what the problem is, and if you did something wrong, and you did something wrong. Where in this case, everything ran extremely smooth, with the exception of the platform. The platform itself was the problem, mm. which has since been rectified. But I think you know we should give. Obviously, we we want to try the you know. The World of Ruin remake is, I think, what we're going to end up calling it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But um, but I do think, um, you know, we'll give that time, especially with, you know, not to not to just keep, you know, because Octagon, you know, it's fine. You know, they fixed the issue. They were they they stayed in communication with you. I think I mean, there I'm was still a, talking a to them. breakdown. Yeah. You know, exactly. We're, we're still, um, we're still trying to figure out. We're going to be doing a stress test to help them yeah, exactly. test their servers. We're going and to that's be important. making because because they are like, no, our platform should be able to run this tournament the way that you're envisioning it, and we want to make mm-hmm. sure it can. And that's a really yep. nice, that's really cool of them to do. Um, they went very far out of their way to find us and to communicate with us, and that no, was absolutely. really, really cool of them. So, so big shout-outs to them. Yeah. But they're not the only platform that's doing something like this. We uh, know FFDEX that same afternoon, oh, who also shout-outs to those guys. They helped out a lot, um, you know, with... The actual, you know, the tournament as well. I know uh, Wellsbachers were helping us out a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've talked about putting out a a, a platform. 
Yeah, they uh, they teased <laughs> that they were working on something that seemed uh, and, browser based and and mobile mm-hmm. friendly. And, yeah, the mobile friendly I think is what really raised a lot of eyebrows and got people you know curious because if I if I can play this game on my phone just while I'm on the shit, see. I, I add instant value to things if I can do it while I'm on the shitter. Mm-hmm. And if I can jam a, a quick couple of turns of cards while I'm taking a shit, then I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. fucking in. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, I don't expect anything anytime soon. And the, you know what, Chris, the, the, the thing is, and I mean, I literally have Octagon open right now, and I'm looking at 324 users online. And it's like, mm-hmm. we didn't even see half of that at peak hours, you know, before no, all this was happening. So, yep. uh, I mean, I, I get that they've got a lot extra going on, too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, it's cool that they're working with us. Hopefully the FF Dex stuff works, because honestly, if they come up with it, I, looking at FF Dex as a, like, tool compared to mm-hmm. everything that's even kind of close to it across every TCG I've ever played, it mm-hmm. is hands down so much better that I don't know how people can't figure out how to make their stuff this good because it seems like like mindless like it's so yep. so good right so mm-hmm. i mean if that translates to their online um their platform that's amazing i mean because tell you what if we get something where i don't have any variables like you know mm-hmm. and, and i can promise is happening the demand is there the hype is there the the means are there the staff is there we will fire a community cup and we will fire multiple community cups if it runs well. Absolutely. So we are and, determined. I mean, me and Matt and the whole team, everybody is pretty much back on the saddle. And, uh, you know, we got knocked down, Chris. But we get up again. But we'll get up again. And, <laughs> and you're never, never going to keep us down. <laughs> well, I'll drink some whiskey drink, some vodka drink, some so- some lager drink, and some cider drink to all of that, sir. That's right. This is, but, <laughs> tub um, thumping is now did, the did name of this episode. Yeah. Did we just tub, tub thumping? There it is. We're doing it. There it is. That's the name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, but also yeah. one last shout out to the world of ruin. And I do want to give a big shout out to Jordan Dank, Kyle Peters, Chris Matiski for hanging out in the booth with me all day. Um, especially uh, Matiski hanging out for that first round. I mean, it was like fucking three in the morning where he's, um, so him staying up way past his bedtime to hang out with us was really awesome. Yeah, and, and honestly, being Chris, able to... uh, those first three rounds, once we were in them, they were perfect. And so I oh, am going to be cutting those three rounds and putting them online for people to watch. So we will be able yeah, to absolutely. get those kind of those rounds with Dank and Matiski and you in the booth. And because I think that though we were really we tapped into something special when this event was running. And yeah, I agree. Both the staff and the players felt that, and that's mm-hmm. why I think that there's so much like goodwill and and everybody's willing to help make it happen you know the next time so i promise we're working on it for you and we really like i I know that we're naming people chris but the list of like our staff and people who helped us is so long that like i just have to this is just going to be my blanket thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody who was involved in in planning setting it up and playing in it or watching it at home really guys um this is something that we are still trying to do for you and this is kind Mm -hmm. of like what we need right now because what we didn't talk about, Chris, is that for, like, uh, I think, what, technically, officially through June, yeah. we don't have any events, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be longer than that. Yeah, if I, I, I have flat out said, because I know I've talked to Muhammad a lot. He's like, you know, he's, he's really hoping, you know, Muhammad, the consummate competitive, you know, I mean, Pokemon champion level player season. he is. Yeah. Pokemon and canceled 2020. About, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, I believe we're not far behind because Muhammad, right. he's always like, man, you know, I really hope we can get out to Kansas. And I'm thinking, 
It's like, man, you know, I, I was like, I'll tell you what, man. If, if Kansas happens, I'll fucking fly out there because it's so it, – it's, man – it's very, it's very much wishful thinking because even if they're like, oh yeah, the everything's between good to go like, in June. Yeah, the difference between you're so allowed to go scared. outside your house and you're allowed to get together in a big group for a tournament and travel on the plane. Like, like the difference between getting, like, being able to leave your home and normal are going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be months, man. It's yeah, I definitely months. want to baby step, but I'd like to go back to my local game store and play in some locals first before well, I think be about hopping on a plane. To baby step it, man. Like literally, like, yeah. the, like, like. The CDC is going to be like, please, for the love of God, baby step going back outside. Well, that's why I really genuinely hope that they're smart. They'll, I, I hope like shit's over in like, okay, they say June. Yeah. I hope shit's been over for like two months by now so they can be like, okay, yeah, this was actually cool a couple months ago, but we know y'all are fucking stupid and we'll all leave the house in mass. They, they need to like... They need to like tell us to get ready at twelve fifteen because they yeah, know we yeah, won't be ready until say, twelve forty five. Dude, I was just gonna <laughs> say it's like when you tell your friend you're gonna pick them up and you give them like an hour early so that they yeah, yes. actually can fucking get them. Yeah, it's, that's uh, what they need to fucking do to <laughs> us. Yeah, dude, it's um, I mean, it's it's uh, it's all canceled, man. It's all yeah. canceled as far as the eye can see, mm-hmm. uh, and so the community are the only people who can make yeah. these events happen now, and, and now also, I, I, that's to be fair yeah go ahead go ahead because i know i was no, about no. to say what you were about to say uh, are we talking about the uh the the i was gonna camera. talk about the two official things i was gonna talk about how tim is doing something for europe and i was going okay. to talk about how kageyama is doing something for japan so yeah that, that's uh, yeah we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and let's talk about tim first he's actually been very very active with podcasts and q a's and streaming games and you know just trying to put out something just really trying to salvage something out of the lack of you know physical cards the table but go ahead and like just go ahead and describe some of the stuff he's doing and then you know go ahead because also the thing with kageyama it makes sense for you to talk about because you and adam have actually been doing it some right so 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 when i say that we the community are the only people who can do something like this i mean that something like the crystal cup level online event honestly Mm -hmm. we are the only ones who can do something like that when it comes to giving people a way to play online the Square Enix is, is figuring it out, right? And trying to encourage players to play in ways that they are allowed to encourage players to play. Mm-hmm. So Tim has put together an online TCG league, and I'm pretty sure that the, the way it works is they just um, they pair you, and then you let them know what the results are, and then they have you know prizing and, and all the stuff for the league, and it's over time, and it's by week. But the way that that works is because they just tell you to play a game, and they, you know, uh, they just kind of look the other way and assume you're playing it with real cards or on a webcam yeah, exactly. or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, but, but they're, they're like, Hey, look, we're not allowed to, to acknowledge these other programs, but like, come on, right? Come on. Would you rather the game die? No. So we're going mm-hmm. to be like, look, you guys figure out how to play, but we'll help you set up this, this tournament. And that's really awesome. That's how you meet us in the middle with like what you are and aren't allowed to do. Right. It's called the gray area. And it's exactly mm-hmm. where we need to operate. <laughs> um, Absolutely, yeah. And very Turkish of them to be. You yeah, know, what right I mean? now it's all about the gray area, right? Like, do yes. what you can for people, um, not what you you know are told you can do. Do what mm-hmm. you can do, and uh, and we see him doing that all the time. So here he is; he's doing that, and it's awesome. And I know that we have a couple of the uh, the RBA guys are playing in that. I know that that's cool because that's like a international and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that's going on right now is Kageyama has set up a 
Discord for the Japanese community, and they're going to be firing something similar. But the way that they're asking players to play their games is over webcams and playing like real cards streamed with, you know, like a top down camera situation. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing a couple games like that with Adam, and you know, it's fun. It, it scratches exactly one itch, Chris. It scratches this. Ready? Uh, oh, <laughs> give me more. John, I need more. Do it, it again. Do it again. The... It scratches people like physically, like just shuffling, snapping the cards out of the table, like like all of those little things. The and, flicker, and it feels, the, yeah, it feels oh, so my jeans good, are tight. You know? you know, it just feels good. But when it comes to tournament integrity, it is a oh. nightmare. There is absolutely yep. zero way to hold somebody accountable when you're playing a webcam games. So yeah, what's I think it's stop cool me from having kinda... all, a pile of answers literally on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, look at that. Like, How convenient. And the funny thing is, like, so so you look at the Japanese tournaments in, in general and like their culture and stuff. And in this game, um, when you go to time at the end of turns, it's a double loss, right? Mm-hmm. And in Japan, the thing is, one person snap concedes to the other person at the end of like like it's not even a problem the double loss thing mm-hmm. for them because there's never this like game of chicken where it's like he should have scooped him like like they just like are they like assess the board and it's just like a very clear cut because and this sounds stereotypical or whatever but like honestly like honor and like all that stuff is like a big deal to them mm-hmm. so it's like they're like, oh no, straight up the honor system. And the honor system works much better over there than it works here. <laughs> the honor system works well with yeah. honest people. Yeah, exactly. Um, over here, like you said, I literally would expect a lot of my opponents to have a sleeved set of answers on the side. <laughs> Pile O answers. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, oh, well, you submit, you know, a deck list. It's like, what, each week kind of thing? Or like, or even then, I, okay, I have a pile of the same cards. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm manipulating the order I get them in. And it's yeah, like, like, oh, or like, I have... Oh, man, if I draw a Mist Dragon here, I'm good. Oh, well, here's Mist Dragon number four yeah, from mean, the top row. The list is very long. The reason that we do stuff like play Octagon and everything is because it's, like, it's uniform, yeah. right? The the quality of everybody's cards is the same. Like, the, it's not it, like the camera you is don't hard. Have you, don't to need be honest. A, you don't need all this setup. Yeah, and then, like, on, you know what? It keeps you honest. So, yes. and, and you know what? You can go ahead and right-click a card from your hand and play it for free, but it's going to friggin' tell me you did it. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and you can't it's like pull a fast one here. A judge you... can come in and scroll up in the chat and see what's happened. You know, it's it's like mm-hmm. we use it because it and the same reason people are like, well, there's untap, well, there's this, well, there's that. Like we get it, guys, but we're trying to use something that does a lot of the ground floor judging for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to make sure everybody's paying for their cards correctly or playing legal cards to the table. Like mm-hmm. like this is stuff that we shouldn't have to enforce and that should always just be enforced. So yes. it's cool that the program can do it for us. Um, trust me, if there's an, as soon as there's an alternative that seems better, that's what we'll switch to. So we're looking at the FF deck stuff. But for now, um, there are ways to play in leagues online. There are the official leagues. Both of them are kind of, you know, they, they're slow and they're over time, but they are, they're official and there's a lot of great players playing them. And I encourage anybody to check out those discords and uh, and get involved with those. But of course, there are also the player-run ones. And while we still offer, <clears throat> shameless self-plug, the Returners Hideout weekly every Wednesday at 7 o'clock EST for free, there are also a lot of people doing cool things with, like, prizing. Like, you know, you pay entry, you get pack per win, you pay into a pot, and the prizing gets split. And I love that there are different styles of tournaments 
firing yeah. online now because look i've got to run all six different styles of tournaments so i think it's really cool that other people and i've even had people message me and be like hey dude i want you to know i'm not trying to take like the returners lunch and i was like no like like please what am i gonna play in please host these things you know i i, I want everybody to be i tell people to shamelessly copy our discord like i don't care you know it's it's all public because it's it's a tool it's a resource for players and the more of those tools and resources that exist the better it is for players so exactly. and i'm gonna say here if you are listening to this and you're interested in getting a local setup or online locals or anything like that and you would like some help joining our discord uh will tell you how to do it but also you can just reach out to the returners page or reach out to myself on facebook we'd be happy to help no absolutely and um just one one more thing about that is you know the fact that people are people already are very conscious like you said about time frames like mm -hmm. on Wednesdays we had this past Wednesday where there was one happening on the West Coast but they were like making sure to start like when we were finished mm -hmm. so it's just kind of you know, these things just kind of work themselves out naturally um, but yeah there's something you can if you really have the itch there's something to play in pretty much every night yeah. Um, so there's no shortage, and it's not bullshit either. It's players you know, players you would expect to play against if you were to travel via airplane to California, to fucking Missouri, to Florida, to Virginia, to Pennsylvania, wherever. These are the players that are playing in these. Like, look at Colin Rupert. I swear to God, I think he play every time there's a tournament online, mm -hmm. I think he's playing in it. Yep. So you'll get to play against world-caliber players. So you're not – you're. It's not just going to be a walk in the park if you're an experienced player and think that, oh, I can just go run shop at this thing. No, no, fuck no. There's good players left and right. So you'll get the competition that you're looking for is what yeah. I'm getting at. I mean, honestly, so. sometimes better competition than you would be able to get. You know, in mm -hmm. fact, most times better competition than you would yeah. find at a locals or at a, uh, a local like mm -hmm. event pound for pound, you know? Yep. It's just... Um, the accessibility nice. is, is really high. Yeah, it is nice. And I, I really am glad to see that um, a lot of players are becoming more comfortable with playing online. Like, trust me, it's mm -hmm. not my favorite way to play games either. I, yep. I mean, it might seem like it because I'm the Octagon guy, but that's me hosting these events for you guys, you know? Yep. It's not me playing in those events. So um, you, do, you do the best you can with what you got at this point because, I mean, you've got you know, all these paper cards are just... All you, enjoy gold fishing them because that's about all you can fucking do with them right yeah. now. I mean, so. now we've been playing some games, Adam and I, and it, it feels good to get those sleeved up and play against each other. And, of course, you can do that with your friends and people you really trust. And I'm not saying that it's a bad way to play games, guys. I've been playing games uh, like that almost every life. day if I can. <laughs> like, trust me, I, I'm trying to play people that way that mm -hmm. I know. Um, it's <laughs> harder to get set up and stuff, but it's just... Uh, you can't do a tournament like that, man. It's just not gonna, not one that I would want to play in. That's for sure. You can, but to keep the news moving along, uh, Kagi. Speaking of Kagiyama, he did do a. Uh, there was a Q and A that RB posted in the, on the North America page. Yes, um, content, content, content. There's, yeah, just a nice, uh, nice little Q and A with uh, Kagiyama. A lot of talk about L three. Mm -hmm. um, that's a horse I'm definitely not taking another swing at because I personally don't care for it. Uh, um, what I can say, just because this is relevant news, uh, mm -hmm. look, maybe we'll have a cast where we talk a little more about it because we did. I did go to and return from and cast the top eight of a competitive L3 event. Mm -hmm. uh, what I will say is it solidified my opinions, did not change my opinion. Oh, or, yeah, and I, I, uh, you didn't have to... Right, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying for the, the people... I know you know. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but, I mean, there maybe is, you know, we might have some more to talk about on that at some point but not today yeah 
Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, the last piece of news before we, uh, you know, we get into our main topics, um, let's talk about the biggest piece of Final Fantasy news happening right now. And that is, of course, John, this weekend is officially, I know people have had it longer, but Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 has arrived. It is here. People <laughs> we are playing We have to call it, it Part 1. <laughs> yeah, it's they definitely even, They didn't even go out of their way to call it Part 1, but yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah, we, Part 1. Yes. Yeah. And I'm having an awesome time with it. Yeah, it's something I else, can man. definitely... It's it's a lot of fun. And you and I were actually kind of rambling about it first. Let's, let's talk about it real quick. Sure. Um, First of all, let's start with... I absolutely fucking love for anybody who got a physical copy of the game that when you open it up, they open up the game case, that little insert in there, it shows a picture of the uh, the remake, the dual deck, the two-player yeah. starter set. The trading card um, game stuff is really yes. cool to have in there. Fucking awesome. Because that just kind of goes back to things we had been saying on previous casts, right? That this, the remake was the catalyst to get eyes on the game this year. Then obviously we all get stuck indoors, so those eyes are probably not going to shift like we wanted them to but it's been happening though i mean yeah there's definitely been interest and because of that you'll notice that a lot of our content this month is targeted towards remake cards and seven builds exactly yeah we're we've definitely been playing the um just the the really celebrate seven kind of uh kind of long game here like today's on today's coffee and bullshit obviously we're recording this sunday afternoon but this mm-hmm. morning on coffee and bullshit we played nothing but seven theme decks. Yeah, there were other cards in there, but they were built on some sort of Final Fantasy VII engine, be it, you know, just Baird and big, you know, mains and toys, to use an old Star Wars CCG reference. <laughs> um, there was, you know, a Turks deck that was being played. There was one that's abusing the Bigs and Wedge, you know, backup engine. We had um, plenty of Cloud Tifa, Aerith Barrett, like plenty yep. of them. Yeah. Mono Fire to to really abuse Zach and the fir, the fir, the Soldier Third Class Standard Unit. So there is a lot of flavors of seven. So I think if you are if you're one of those people that like your only your only interest in Final Fantasy kind of starts and begin starts and ends at Final Fantasy seven, which that's fine a lot of people are like that seven was their only exposure it's all they know it's all they want to know there's a lot that this card game can offer you it's a great time for seven fans in the card game right now man it's great time because not only are all those cards a thing like sure there are a lot of cards for any category i think seven Mm -hmm. has the most packages across the most elements yeah they're in every element but water yeah and i think that uh right now it's the category with the most different competitive meta decks for sure, absolutely. Like hands down. That and six, but I think seven just has six because six is really stuck in three colors, and, and seven yeah. is in five. Yep, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to our main light topic. and dark cards. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and we'll talk more about that when we get into our main topic as far as we kind of talk about ease of entry. But John, I don't know about you. Um, I'm pretty far into seven now. Obviously. No spoilers here. It's way too early for that, and I'm sure people will listen to this. Maybe some people will beat it by the time they listen to this, but as far as the game itself, John, I'm having an excellent time with it. I've made no bones. I'm very, very vocal about how much Seven is not one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. But I know the game. I know the story. I played the shit out of it. I was well into high school. I spent my summer my summer vacation. Because believe it or not, John, I'm going to tell you a little, take a trip down memory lane here, and I expect you to do the same. Mm-hmm. I actually first played Final Fantasy Seven not on PlayStation 1, but I played it on PC. 
Hell um, yeah. I, I had actually gotten the PC version. Um, that version my, is so broken. <laughs> I know. Well, my dad bought it for me um, because I didn't have a PlayStation. He knew I wanted the game, so he bought it for me. So that entire summer between sophomore and junior year, mm-hmm. this was 98, I believe, 97 going into 98 because the PC release... I'm looking it up, actually. Final Fantasy VII PC release date was January 31st, 1997. So this was yeah. 97 going into 98. So that's sophomore to junior year for me. Um, I spent the entire summer playing that game. Not, I mean, I beat the game in the first week that I had it, but I went back, played it again. I got everything, 100%. It did, I, so to say that I spent a lot of time with Seven is very true. But I played it for the game. I didn't. I really didn't give a shit about most of the characters. Um, I always liked. Uh, I always liked Vincent. I always liked Tifa. Um, Yuffie was really cool. Um, I, I was always a fan of the Turks. They were my favorite characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I actually want to this... talk about. I, I want to talk about something with you after the cast because it's a little spoilery. Yes. But. Um... Mm-hmm. But I really do want to talk about something about the Turks specifically with you from the game that that I really sure. liked about Seven that I did like at all about the mm-hmm. remake. But we can, yeah, we'll get and we'll, we'll we'll dive into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, as yeah. far as the remake goes, go ahead. I, I was going to say, no, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm also the same, Chris. I mean, um, what I've been saying to a lot of people is everybody played the demo, right? So the bombing mm-hmm. mission is like. It feels like exactly you're like, like literally you are playing Final Fantasy VII and the whole game has been keyed up. That's it. It's just it's just there's they haven't added any fluff. It's just the bombing mission in HD, right? Then as yep. soon as you get to chapter two, that's when you first get your taste of the remake half of this, like the remake mm-hmm. side of the coin, and it's very creative liberty. Like like oh, yeah. like uh, they they make all kinds of decisions and changes starting here and like that's fine right you have to they have to but it's interesting to me that like the demo was like um, literally Final Fantasy VII and then as soon as you get out of the demo they're like all right but th- this game is actually going to be a little bit different so I think you get a good sense of the combat and a good sense of how they're punching up the world and how they can make these old like settings look exactly like they look in the game but you don't really mm-hmm. get a sense of the rest of the game. Um, and I've been really enjoying a lot of that. So while, again, I, at the same time, at the same time, I'm playing Persona 5 Royal, um, like, which I put down to play this because this is, I'm much more prone to spoilers because of the community. I mean, look at the podcast we're recording because of the community that I'm steeped so deep in. Uh, I have to, this is the mode I have to be in right now. Everybody in my orbit is playing the 7 Remake. Um, and I wouldn't want to miss... I mean, this is like a 20-year hype train. Like, I wouldn't want to miss this, right? Like, this means oh, more to me. But, um, I like, everybody knows, I've talked about it on the cast here, I'm not an action RPG guy. I'm a JRPG mm-hmm. guy. I'm a classic turn-based JRPG guy. Um, and the only thing... I mean, like, people really like the combat. And I'm not saying the combat's bad, because, like, these are our opinions, guys, and they differ. But I prefer, like, not action RPGs. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm doing something that Chris and I think this is so funny that you said this earlier. And so I'm going to go ahead and, and ask oh, you yeah. to say it again now. Uh, I very much feel this way about the game. What Chris is about to say, and that's not bad at all because I love. I'm loving this game and the characters and the music and the settings and the way that they hit. This game is art. It's literally yeah. this crazy, amazing piece of art that 
that is tugging. I mean, I have had a shit-eating grin across. Like, I just had this crazy grin on my face at the dumbest times. Like, the oh, very me, first me time too. that the uh, the music... Because the bombing mm-hmm. mission is all bombing mission music. When you get into your first fight in Chapter 2 and it's the battle theme, like, mm-hmm. punches in, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I just got... You know, like, wow, I'm having a lot of those moments. And um, and that's cool, too. And, and that's, like, hard to do with something that's new. So that skews my opinion on this versus something like 15, right? Like, 15, sure. it's hard for them to make me be like, oh, oh my God. You know, like, like you can't, like, hit this, like, deep part of my heart I've carried with me through two-thirds of my life. Right. But- no, I'm glad you said that because nostalgia is definitely king here. I think without the nostalgia factor, I think we're playing a relatively average game. I'm gonna be honest with you. Playing, uh, yeah, I mean, an average game without the nostalgia factor and the the cinematic and like the what we're watching as far as like what I'm playing myself, it's very one dimensional and that's fine. Like I, again, I feel like I have to chase everything I'm saying with something because people are gonna fucking jump down my throat. Oh, no, because um, the game it's is extremely one dimensional, right? Yeah. Like there are literally sections of the game where there are subquests and there yeah. are like a very short list of subquests. Yeah, and um. I haven't gotten to the end. I don't know what if there if there's an end game for a first part of a game if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine there's like harder challenges or maybe a harder difficulty. And I, I expect myself to replay this game almost immediately mm-hmm. just to take other choices and see other things. But um, it's it's no, absolutely it's definitely my favorite thing that they have made with a main series title that isn't an MMO since mm-hmm. ten. Yeah, no, and, I I, th- I think it's the. Pound for pound, it's probably the best Final Fantasy, not counting MMOs. And I'm I'm also in the camp. We've talked about this where I think eleven and fourteen should not be numbered editions. They fucked it up, dude. Eleven should never have been called eleven. That game, I love that game to death, and it should never have been called eleven. Yep. But that's I think another it changed <laughs> things. That's another cast for another time. Dude, that is a you want to get me talking for eight hours. You want my no. TED talk? My TED talk <laughs> is about the Final Fantasies. And uh, over time, yeah. I was about to use a word that would get me in even more trouble. But um, nice. yeah, basically, but no, just, like, you know, so... I, I think that this uh, combat system, while I have whatever mm-hmm. gripes about it in general, this is, to make no mistakes, I think this is the best combat system that they've put out in the last 15 years. Oh, easily. You know, I think this easily. is better than all the Kingdom Hearts combat systems, any action RPG combat system that they've done, uh, 13, and, and I know that this is... It's kind of derivative of, I guess, thirteen part three is what I've heard. I don't know. It's, I, mm-hmm. but um, but sure. Like, I think this is the best that they've put out in a long time, and that's great. Yeah. And I think that is cool because I know how many people love action RPGs, and I bet this is scratching the perfect itch for, I would say, a majority sure. of the fans probably. Well, and also too, right? Like, they couldn't have built this game without having the thirteen series or fifteen, right? So, like, to say right. that it's derivative of that, like, they took the some what what they viewed to be the best parts of those games. I mean, stealing and good put stuff them into is this. good. That's what you should do, right? For video games, exactly. Please, please like, steal look good at the tra- Look at the trading card game. Look yeah. at the trading card yeah. game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, like to me, the the what I feel at the, I get in this game, like I I'm enjoying the combat. I I feel like what we're actually getting. What I was saying to you earlier, like mm-hmm. to me, this feels like. Remember when George Lucas went back and did the special editions of Star Wars? Actually, he had a story he wanted to tell, whether we liked it or not. That's it's the story he said he wanted to tell. To me, that's what this feels like. That who you know, I, I can't remember the director of this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch more heat for fucking forgetting the director or whoever <laughs> wrote this. Whoever actually was, did Sakaguchi write? No. I'm sorry, rate the original or rate the, the remake? Uh, 
the or both. I know Nomura directed the, the okay. remake, but I don't know who wrote it. Uh, yeah, it looks like Nomura wrote it. Sakaguchi wrote it. Um, yeah, I know for sure that um, that Nomura was like the director of this. Um, uh, neither, hmm? neither of the original. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So neither. But what I'm but what I'm saying is, I feel like what we're getting here is the story that wanted to be told for these characters because. Like you said, bombing mission is bombing mission, but then after that, the world really opens up. Like, you know, I'm 20 plus hours in, and in the original Final Fantasy, 20 plus hours, I'm I'm well into the game. Midgar is a distant memory at this point. You've uh, you're done with Junin, probably. You might be pretty much if you, if you like know what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. you're in like coral. You're past coral. You're done. Exactly. You're doing like gold saucer, maybe. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and, this and I'm fun. saying like generically know what you're doing. If you like know what you're doing, dude, I, mm-hmm. the game is beaten. Yeah, and and I don't, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing because I'm getting the totally chance different. to right, and I'm getting the chance to meet characters and learn about characters that really were essentially just tutorial bodies, right? Like when you look at Final Fantasy VI, Wedge and Biggs are there to get you through the tutorial, right? <laughs> Vix and Wedge, imagine. Yeah. Sorry, whatever. That's okay. Wedge, big, wedge, mix. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you know me, man. I'm, a, but, I'm that yeah. diehard six fan. Come on, man. But like, imagine if they remade six, and the first fifteen hours of the game are you, are are Terra, Wedge, and Vix on their way to Marsh. Imagine <laughs> okay. the kind of okay. connection you could think, make with them. I don't think that's exactly where we're at here. I, I'm being a little that, That's like the bombing so, mission being 15 hours right. long. But, but what I'm yes, saying is, I get imagine you. if there was a full game of that part. Oh, like Saban you, is the last character you get in the game. Like that's right. the entire game. Right. Yeah, that would be insane. Um, and that's not a bad thing because there's like I for me specifically, like I've always been more interested in this characters that kind of come and go or on the side versus the main character because even playing this still don't give a shit about cloud not gonna lie him and barrett don't give a shit about never have yeah. never will honestly they're more everybody like, else though i'm loving i don't want things to happen for cloud's benefit in the sense of, like i don't care about him but he and barrett are much better characters so you can already mm-hmm. uh, oh God, I, so we can't do like spoilery stuff but basically like um cloud is a bit of a dick in the original game but like mm-hmm. but when i started playing this he was like he was he's being like real cold douche right mm-hmm. and i was like why why is he being such an asshole and then i thought about it for a bit and i was like wait no he he is there's just not as much dialogue right there's not you don't mm-hmm. see his like facial expressions and stuff like that but he's literally like i don't care like fuck off like mm-hmm. you know where's my money kind of stuff and, and like uh and i realized i'm like yo you know what this is like just more depth to mm-hmm. what he was like in the beginning of the game it's just that i didn't get to experience it like as deeply so so like i didn't really exactly. feel it I, I didn't get that emotion as strongly when i was playing the game and now i'm like oh wow kind of thing yeah and, and like some of those are really and like barrett's um like how he's eccentric but like uh mostly he he has like you know reservations on stuff but when he he sees as himself doing well is like leading and mm-hmm. so like it's really cool to see his character flip-flop between like being extremely confident and like in, in his leader role and then being like insecure and unsure mm-hmm. as like in his like kind of like I would say like his citizen role you know like or his like yeah. where he is like among his peers kind of and it's really interesting to start to develop more of those things about the characters because Barrett in the remake I will say I actually like 
would be interested to have on my party and see how he like reacts to things or have his like dialogue options whereas in the original game like i put him on the shelf dude i don't care like obviously yeah, put well, Yuffie in my party just to see the extra weird dialogue that you'll get for having her mm-hmm. like you know and a lot of but like i'm saying like oh i would kind of be interested in at least seeing how he reacts to some things um and i am interested in certain parts especially where he's going to have some serious chances for like the VA and in general to see what they do with him, like some real emotional moments for Barrett in mm-hmm. in Midgar. I'm excited to see what those are like because I haven't gotten to the, any of that yet. Yeah, well, the, the game's good, and if if this is how the future installments are going to be, I'll gladly shell out sixty dollars per installment. Um, and we you know we could we could talk all day on this. Um, we actually may just go ahead and have a cast where once we both finish it, we'll have like a spoil. Well, that'll be our main topic. Dude, I would love it. Dude, uh, Mr. Lane would love to do probably too. Let's just sit down and oh, we'll, have, yeah, a, we'll definitely have, have a remake, a rehash of the remake. Yes, um, but ultimately, yeah. I don't I don't think anybody listening to this needs to needs to hear this from me. But as someone who, for the most part, Seven's just another Final Fantasy for me. Um, I'm actually having a really, really good time with it. Oh, it's and a buy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it snap is a buy. buy. Yeah. Wow. And it's a multiplay. It's a game you play multiple times. Um, it's fantastic. Mm. So that's a, that's, uh, that's all I'm going to get into without, you know, any kind of spoilers or anything like that. Cause that's, again, this is another one we could talk for a long time about, but it's worth picking up. I'm having a blast with it. I'm going to try to finish it before the day's out. So I can actually, I'm, I'm relatively close from what, uh, Adam was telling me today. Mm-hmm. So. I'll try to finish yeah, that I'm, up. Uh, I'm like, it's it's one of those things where like, yeah, we're talking about finishing this game up, and like we mm-hmm. started it Friday or whatever, right? And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand that it's like a f- somewhere between lands between like thirty and forty hours. Yep. And and the other thing I will say is like, while while I'm playing a game, I'm playing a one hundred plus hour JRPG, mm-hmm. right? That feels just as full of like content and and all this stuff. Um, obviously Persona 5, as far as, like, a artistic masterpiece graphically and, like, uh, of, like, what we can physically do in video games today, they're not pushing the, the you know, the, it's an, it's anime. It's, it's like, most yeah. of it is just, like, really, really well done, uh, over-stylized, not over, but, like, hyper-stylized, uh, anime. It's very, it has like a, it's very weebish. Right. But still, like, the art and everything is, like, um, they, they commit to a certain art style and then like there is no such thing as like a 4k hd you know like anime guy you know like you can only look so good because you're committing to a certain like line you're not crossing whereas here it feels like they're trying like let's make him look as realistic as possible and dude, that's has, like, like crazy has, like, skin to do pigments dude, the, uh, the pores shit, you see pores wild. all the time on like yeah, multiple really characters good. and like and like sweat and stuff on them so it's mm-hmm. like yeah like that stuff i understand like some people might say it's short but like, I mean, they the amount of polish they put like an extra the forty hours of gameplay into polishing the first forty hours, and this is the most polished product that Square Enix has released in fifteen years. Agreed, agreed. Like it's insane. Like they they you could tell people were scared for like like the, their career to get this game right. Oh, oh, if this thing <laughs> failed. If this if this thing failed, Square might as well just bolt the fucking doors. Just both of this would have truly been the, the final fantasy. <laughs> but I don't think it would have. The nostalgia is king here. It's a great time. I urge everybody who likes Final Fantasy to pick it up. If you like Seven, you'll feel right at home. Uh, if this is your first experience with Seven, I think it's a great place to start. Now, if this is your I think first Final this... Fantasy, dude, this is going to be a hell of a ride as far as like yeah, just absolutely. like storytelling and like connecting you to the characters and stuff. It's it's. It's really enjoyable, guys. Yeah, this is this is definitely what I, I'm definitely considering it the special edition, and we're getting a lot of 
just I don't I don't want to use the word fluff because it's not fluff. It's just a deeper dive into these characters that might have had, you know, maybe a little bit of dialogue, or they're just really like, all right, we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. Now you're out. Yeah. It's when we get to here, we'll spend four or five hours here. Yeah. We'll meet things. We'll mm-hmm. do, we'll meet mm-hmm. people. We'll do things. Then we'll go to the next here. And instead of just going from here to there, you'll be here for maybe an hour and then you'll go. Yeah. Get, it's, it's but really, like really said, worth it. It's very much them. Like they're telling you the story with the game is the medium. And yes, when it comes to like, what are you actually playing and doing? It's like not a whole lot, but like, yeah, you're holding buttons to give high fives. But like, but like experiencing the story and stuff, really, really cool. Yeah, you shouldn't miss it. But with that, John, that's all the news that we have as far as... No, uh, no, I mean, and, and I guess Opus 11's out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's out. <laughs> we're not. It's barely news now, man. But yeah, Opus 11 is out. It's here. It's uh, We've been saying this upside down and backwards, mm-hmm. but uh, this is maybe our favorite set. This set has certainly... Has certainly blown the doors open as far as what people are willing to let themselves try and experiment with and it has been nothing but a treat to see yeah. the diversity in the field and uh, no, the absolutely. And, and all the decks that people are playing it's so cool no absolutely and and with that being said john i think we can go right that, i'm actually glad you you add that last segue for piece, you I chris think, i think it's perfect because um the, the fire the, the the embers are burning um we're about to we're about to grab something that we haven't grabbed in a long time john polio blankets on it's time for just a little fireside chat everybody at home grab your polio blanket put it on that's comfy well, let me get mine all right mm, that's... so you know we we talked a lot you know during the news as far as you know what the landscape of the game is currently um and it, it is it's all online. Everybody's shifted to an online model, not because they wanted to, but because we kind of had to. And I really feel like... regulated, Chris. Yes, indeed. But with that being said, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever been a part of a community that cares so much about a game that they're going out of their way to keep it alive. And not just alive. And I know that sounds like really weird, almost trivial. But really, the for the... I'd say about 99% of what's been happening in the game has been all community driven. Opus 11 could have come and gone and no one could have given a shit. Right. Yeah. But I think, I I think, you know, even Opus, Opus 12 may have the chance to come and go without anybody batting an eye. But I think because the community cares for this game so much that we, we, we forced ourselves to just not, maybe forcing ourselves is the wrong word, but we, we got together. We just really just grabbed the bull by the horns and said, "We're not going to let this game just fade away." While because there's no just because there's no competitive season, we're not just going to sit on our laurels. We're going to play an octagon every week. We're everybody's really trying to put their lo- just take their local scene and just move it to a digital platform. And you know, we've talked about that already, but that just shows you the drive that this community has. And the reason I said that, John, is where do you, what do you think happens after the dust settles? We're all allowed to leave our houses. We're all allowed to get back into you know massive groups. What do you think the landscape of the game is like? Do you think do you think that maybe the cry for a more uh, more of a digital platform will be will be heard? No. Do you think that people will will 
still prefer to play more digitally no. maybe use that to supplement their locals like oh, normal local night is monday but let's do this online locals on thursday or something i don't <laughs> all right okay. so, so brass tax uh people are being told they're not allowed to do other things mm-hmm. so people are at home looking for things to do uh, mm-hmm. While a lot of us we like to play card games, I mean, other people also do other things, other nights of the week. I don't think your average player is normally the kind of person to play online. And I think mm-hmm. that we're seeing that now your average player is playing online because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're those are the only players. No, but really, uh, I'm just, you know, I think that a lot of people are playing online who didn't before, who didn't like playing online before, or who maybe didn't play that often before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, when paper comes back, uh, I think a lot of those people are like, well, that was fun for a bit, but now like, I, I'm not the kind of person who sits in front of my computer and plays Octagon. That's definitely like, me. So I'm not gonna... I, I'm looking for the day I get to stop doing this, even though I'm enjoying doing it, you know, mm-hmm. I'd rather replace it with the real thing and, and get this time back for something else. So I don't think that there's gonna be a lot of scenes that, like, decide to do double the work, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't think there will be a continued... Uh, twice as much interest when it comes to will this create them doing some kind of online no absolutely not there's a zero percent chance that they make an official online platform for this game fair enough no and that's fair honestly honestly i'm i I kind of agree with that with that sentiment as well um i i'm pretty sure that most players are just chomping at the bit to get out of the fucking house and just go sit across from their friends that they haven't seen in what's probably going to be several months and just, you know, throw down those cars that they've been, that they bought. They bought physical product that they can't fucking mm-hmm. play with. No, I'm sitting um, on it, man. I'm sitting on Alex's entire playset of Opus 11. He yeah. not, he's not even seen it. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, what I think when, when the time comes, people are just going to be ready to just shut the laptops get back out and, you know, start, you know, having their locals run again, having their turn of their monthlies run again, get ready for a crystal cup season, get ready for LQ season. Cause I'm, I, I'm pretty certain 2020 is just a wash. Yeah. Like we're so not going to, we're not going to cram a bunch of events unless they decide to say, Hey, nationals is open all across the globe. And if that's even, if that's even something that's feasible, that, that soon. Right. So what I do think, Chris, I do think that more players will continue to play Octagon after this is over. I do think we will have increased the population of people who do play online. Mm-hmm. I think that for our weekly tournament, we will have people, uh, we will just have more people who we mm-hmm. maybe didn't even used to have at all before, and just in general, more people on average. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, we will get more participation and interest in things mm-hmm. like a community cup in the future, even sure. if you know paper is back. There might like there, you know this this need that created that opportunity. I think that opportunity might still exist just because people have warmed up to this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to get back to a two man uh, to just playing in person. But it's not going to be soon. It's not going to be anytime soon. So like you said, other major games have called it for the year because mm-hmm. the logistics that are required for them to plan these events are much more serious than it is for us. You know, yep. for, for Pokemon, these people are renting the venue like almost a year in advance sometimes mm-hmm. because they're having to get like, you know, for thousands of players. Meanwhile here, it's like a card store and the card store just has to be open for business that mm-hmm. day to be able to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, well, of course square 
has some staff they bring and, and the card store has to staff up and et cetera, et cetera. This is what these large card stores do, right? Is they run events. So it's, it's something where it's uh, easier for us to hold on than other games and like mm-hmm. wait to schedule stuff. But for the things that aren't like that, like Gen Con, Chris, I am blown away. Gen Con hasn't been announced as canceled yet. Yeah, it, I would, it actually I'm... floors me that they're not letting people kind of get their, their money back. Yeah, well, that's why thankfully processes. I did not, I, did, I didn't buy my badge yet because yeah. um, and if I typically it does, wait anyway. The thing but. is, I mean, even if Gen Con happens, and like you said, if we're starting to get let back into the wild, like that's well, not where you want to go. You don't want to freaking scared go to Gen shitless Con. to go there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like uh, it's not even it's not smart to yeah. do that, right? So it's like I think that um, I think that, and I've been saying this too. I don't want people to get take this the wrong way. Um, Things, you know, things are hot, Chris. Things get popular. Things are a fad for, uh, you know, a lack of a better term. And while this is very serious, I think that to a lot of people, it's like, oh, I'm quarantining. Oh, I'm self-isolating. I'm at home. Oh, I guess I'll just take a little extra time. I'll learn a skill. I'll do this. I'll play online. I'll do whatever. And like the novelty, Chris, is almost done. It's it's almost worn off for a lot of these people. And um, it's the thing is, is like, you know, this is this is a very real buckled down for a very long time type of situation. And I think mm-hmm. that as that novelty starts to wear off, um, people will get more irritable. People will be less like coming together with questions not asked to do things mm-hmm. or, you know, um, people will expect more, demand more, want more out of things. Um, and, and that's like, you know, I, I think that in a month or two, um, you know how we talk about a month ago being unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, could very much be a month from today we could be like wow uh we had no idea kind of that we would still be here or that things would still be this bad or or maybe it's well we had no idea that you know things were going to turn around but the thing is um i think that the one thing that is for sure the only thing that we can say for sure is that it's going to take at least as long to get out of this as it took to get into it Mm -hmm. and we're a a month of taking this very seriously so far like almost right i i came back a little over sorry, a little bit under a month ago from California. And while I was in California, things had escalated so much that I would never have flown out. Like, had you known what you were coming Yeah, basically, if I knew on Monday how things were at home, like the way that things were when I came back, um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone out there. And that's not even to endanger myself. That's not to endanger the people in California because it's been so bad here at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, as somebody who works kind of, you know, in the industry and... um, like I've, I've, you know, I have interacted with this virus, right? Yeah, I mean, you're that you're, you're you work at a hospital. You're yes. there every day. Um, you see, yeah, it's it's not it's not like we find the cure uh, like any day now kind of thing, which I think is maybe what people think. Um, like they have, you know, what they think are very very good like chances at a vaccine, but the thing is, those things take you know and non. <laughs> non-arguable amount of time you know like there's no you can't like make it happen faster so um in general i just think you know we got to buckle down for the long haul here quote unquote and while the long haul i mean even just two months is a long haul so i think that the competitive season is probably a straight wash yeah what they might do on the way on the on the other side of things the only thing i can see is like maybe like square enix does something that summoners cup-esque where they send mm-hmm. prize kits out and they ask locals to kind of have tournaments. Mm-hmm. I 
that is the thing that makes the most sense to me as far as some form of official like mm-hmm. support or like an official green light to like have events again. But I don't think that Square is going to be responsible for gathering large crowds of players for an no, event no one, no anytime one soon. For that right I don't now. think that they're going to be encouraging players to gather at, at events no. like that. So I, uh, I think what they should do is just can it let you know Evan Tan guy got his invite. Kurosawa still the champion. Just have them two on the docket. Let's go into next year. I think yeah. that you just let let them let them keep the invites that they've earned, yeah. and then just start fresh in twenty twenty one. Well, that's if, like if, Pokemon is you you earn points all year, and right people mm-hmm. who pass a certain threshold get invited. So what they've done is they're like, look, the you know because of that, like that type of you have mm-hmm. to chase events to qualify encourages people to like travel even unsafely and yep. playing events so they're like look no you know it's all canned you don't have to worry about the point grind anymore for the rest of the year we're going to push everybody's points into 2021 as yep. you have them now so it's the same thing chris it's like look we're not trying to unqualify anybody but also like we don't want people to endanger themselves to qualify yeah, so we're just hitting the pause button essentially mm-hmm. is what we're i doing. had been saying early on in this that if you know the cc's were messed up and invites to nats have gotten you know disrupted and we weren't able to complete the full set, that we should just have an open nationals because we have already talked mm-hmm. about it and you know that I'm a big fan of an open nationals anyway. It should just be too. open. Um, but the um, I, I, I don't think you're going to be able yeah, to give well, out never, a single invite. There, so. You're not going to be able to give out a single invite to anything this year. There's no way no. you have enough time to invite people like over time to something. And there's, uh, yeah, it's just not there. I'm sure, Chris, that... Every day that they are work from homing, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever they are doing from home, the square people, uh, I promise that this is like what they are working on. What do mm-hmm. we do? You know, what's what's the what is the structure? Yeah. Is there a structure? Unless they're just saying, "Fuck it, let's try to make twenty twenty one a better season." God, please, just, can we just like? I, I mean, I don't do know. That, it sounds kind of shitty, dude, but like. God, if we just took the budget and rolled it forward, and maybe we yeah. we gave it a God, this sounds so. Sh- I feel like I'm being negative, and we gave it an honest try is what I'm about to say, and that's not from mm-hmm. the community standpoint. Like Square, <laughs> and not not the people who are in charge of the card game, the company putting mm-hmm. more investment into the card game and into the people who are in charge of the card game. Like RB needs help. Yeah, right. We've talked instead about of just this. throwing us the, the the advertising bone, which is uh, it's thank it's you. There's still there's still meat on that bone. So no, I mean, you. yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, I'm, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's but still you know, meat on that bone. like, um, I I would like to think that, and I know that while they can't, you know, I get it, guys. Oh, big bad octagon and untap are unofficial. Look, there's not an official platform. So I'd like to think that they can see what we're doing and and see what we're talking about, where we talk about the community, uh, unlike anything we've ever seen, uh, holding this game up and and keeping it propped up. And Mm -hmm. I hope that that's noticed and that, like, again, this isn't, it's not that I think RB doesn't notice that stuff. I definitely think RB notices that stuff. I hope that the people above RB notice or are able to be shown that this kind of stuff is happening at this scale. And... Mm -hmm. And that that inspires some more support, um, which is really all, all I'll say on that. I just think we no. deserve it. I think uh, the players deserve it, and I think that RB and the staff deserve it. Oh, I agree, I agree. But John, that's not the only thing. You know, we've we, we we've kind of talked about really just generic know, the state news, of Chris. I mean, it's been a it, month. Yeah, the state of things. Mm-hmm. But 
I think, you know, one of the things you said about Opus 11 and how good it is and, you know, you know, yeah, we can't play physical cards right now, but that doesn't mean if you're a new player or if you're an existing player, there's nothing that says you can't look at some of these amazing decks or, you know, get uh, if you're a guy who goes out and buys all the cards, you know, you buy your playset right off the bat, you ain't got to worry about nothing, but I, I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many different decks to play at so many different levels of you know there there's some that are super cost effective that are there's some that we know are going to be expensive and i guess what i'm trying to piece together there in my own stupid lizard brain kind of way is you know i mentioned the 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 advertising in certain final fantasy 7 we said multiple times that this was the year that eyes were going to be on the game mm -hmm. and when you go back to the Q&A with Kageyama, you know, one of the things that was said about L3 is it's a good entry point for players. Mm -hmm. I think regular ass standard is also a fantastic entry point for new players. I think it's a better and entry we're learning point for that, players, Chris. I agree. And we're learning that with this set because of a, the, the, the price point on a lot of these decks. I mean, we've made no bones about it. And everybody knows this game, for the most part, is relatively cheap. It's actually super cheap outside of a few legends that, I mean, truthfully you don't necessarily need to play to play competitively. You could, a new player coming into this, you know, the reason I'm bringing this up is going back onto the Final Fantasy VII thing that we were, you know, we were talking about this in our chats. You can build an Earthfire Final Fantasy VII deck for 50 bucks or less, and a, a, a decent one. Really, the only legend that you need to have, I would say, is the new Tifa. That's it. And she's about a $10 card. Mm -hmm. So she's going to make a, the two, you know, you don't even need a full play set. I think you can get by with two because the old, the opposite starter Tifa is good enough as well. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is, you know, this is the year people want to, you know, the, the seven people are going to see the card insert. They're going to want to, you know, maybe see what these cards are all about. And if they want to play the game, what better way when this veil is finally lifted that they can, you know, go into their game store, get online spend 50 bucks and have a competitive deck that they can tweak and build as the, you know, as the game progresses. Yeah. I mean, um, looking at a lot of the legends, like you said, there's a lot of just build around legends that are like between three and six bucks. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many tribal synergies that are pushed in this new set. And there are just mm -hmm. generic cards that increase the support across like multiple, element types across certain categories across uh different tribes that mm -hmm. create like chris like I, I no joke this set has created like 20 new budget decks mm -hmm. for players to play yeah, um like and we'll look at a we'll look at a, a perfect one here um i've got a monk's deck built monks obviously ursula being the real you know the the legend on that one you can build a monk deck for you know, Ursula's you know a three dollar legend, fifteen bucks you could build a monk deck. Yeah, probably because like the rest 15, of it's just bucks. commons and uncommons and maybe a random heroic here or there. Yeah, um, this is one of the cheapest card games that I've seen. It's also mm -hmm. extremely, extremely easy to modify and like deck build and have it be relevant. Like it more than most other games, so uh, like it's a tinkerer's kind of paradise, you know. Mm -hmm. Silver bullets work very well, and they're the consistency on things like that can be very high. Um, mm -hmm. We're getting to a point where, like, uh, a point, 
a point. A pari. A pari. We're getting to a point where three color decks are like just easy to just like smooth as butter, yeah. no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so we were actually talking about potentially going over um, doing like uh, just like how Shane does. Shout out to Shane Duckworth yep, doing Shane all those Duckworth. awesome uh, budget deck videos for UFS or universes. Mm-hmm. Now, sorry. Um, we were talking about doing a lot of just doing things, a budget doing things series. like those. Yeah. Because honestly, it's uh, I you, there's so many shells that are like, I call them twenty mm-hmm. slot decks, where it's like we'll mm-hmm. tell you like thirty of the cards, you can just plug the other twenty in with whatever you want, um, and those can be you know moderately expensive cards, those can be relatively cheap cards, it can be kind of whatever you want, as long as you have that core, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot that you can play with. So yeah, we're talking about monks. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII. I think Mono Fire is one of those. I think all of the legends, the best legends of Mono Fire, are so inexpensive because Cloud and Nail are box mm-hmm. toppers, like five yep. bucks tops for incredibly mm-hmm. playable full art legends. Yeah. Um, that I mean, Ice is probably the most expensive, but even the budget Ice and Ice Lightning and Ice X stuff is getting really good. Like the remnants are really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, super. We were super incorrect. I at least was very incorrect about a lot of those cards. Yeah, no, they're 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 great. Um, you know, obviously wind cards mm-hmm. are a little pricey. Your Yastolas, your Chilinkas, your Diaboluses, those are still, you know, pretty pricey. Yeah, Ixtola, um, um is at least Extola and Diabolus are both things that are accessible, like if you are just trying to buy like, oh man, I want to get into this game. Let me get some of the cool mm-hmm. things, like this starter deck and this tin. Yep. And like those things yep. are affordable and good for you in other ways and also get you those cards. So that's I think Ishtola no, in general is one that's getting easier to get. But and mm-hmm. Diabolus is another one. Like, yeah, even some of these cards that are like the expensive cards, like there are other ways to get them. Like Shantoto's getting reprinted, Locke is getting reprinted. Um the you know, Tifa or sorry, the uh well it is Tifa, but the Tifa tin comes with the Ishtolas mm-hmm. and Diabolus is now in the starters and stuff like that. Um yeah, there's just a lot. There are a lot of different budgets. The Firewater uh, 9, very real. Mm-hmm. Very oh, that's a deck. Super real, super cheap. Yeah, and very fun. And, and another one. Um, the, one of the decks I played today, again, uh, the Mono Lightning deck that Nick sent me with the the Kingsglaive mm-hmm. stuff, which are all heroics, commons, and rares, and they're a really, really good package. And the Turk stuff, the most expensive card in that deck is the new Kuja Legend, and he's like 7 bucks. Yeah. Everything else is, you know, Rufus is like a $3 legend. Uh, Ramza, the 6 CP, is like a $4 legend. Aranea, she's a box topper, so her normal ass legend is like another $3 legend. So these, again, we're talking more of these build-around cards that they're dirt cheap. And this deck is super value, pre- pretty competitive. Um, I mean, yeah, you can do the, uh, like the Crystal Chronicles stuff is really, really powerful in almost all budget. Even yep. Yuri is is like a budget hero. He's yep. like a buck or something because he was so mm-hmm. like everybody got three of the pre-release ones. Uh, yep. Like yeah, I mean, um, I'm just looking at most of the decks I have here, mm-hmm. and some of them are like oh, hundred bucks. I go hundred bucks, and it's like three Phoenix, three uh, BFA. Oh, okay, cut those out, and this is a like a fifteen dollar deck. Like yeah, another example you could build if you're a big fan of Final Fantasy 15, which as, as much as I don't like the game, I like the characters. It's it's how I feel about twelve. Mm-hmm. You could build a, you could build a super competitive fifteen base deck. I mean, really, you're the, the only legend you really need in that deck, honestly, is Aranea, and you don't necessarily need her. Maybe Arden, but I think Arden's another one who's dirt cheap, and you don't necessarily need him. 
it's the deck you could build with 20 bucks. 20 bucks you could build a really just thematic and competitive deck because a lot of the power, especially with Opus 11, the power is so spread out. We've noticed that with the last couple sets, truth be told. Yeah. But the power is spread out amongst all the rarity levels. So whereas a lot of times, you know, you would need these super powerful legends. And even even in this game, while that's been the case, sometimes it's not always. I mean, look at you know, Cyan. What's Cyan a rare? Dude, yeah. dude makes an entire like pauper deck, basically. Yes. Uh, tier two competitive because yep. friggin' Samurai's tribal. And then once you get some games under your belt, you can play it, you can tweak it. Oh man, maybe I do want to add a couple copies of BFA to this list. Well, he's mm -hmm. like a seven, eight dollar legend. And the Perfect. nice thing about 16 bucks. this game is in the main format. Mm -hmm. These cards are illegal perpetually. Like these cards yep. are investments that it's like you don't ever get punished for making. Which is awesome. It's true. It's so cool. Like, the fact that I, sometimes I would go on and I'd be like, oh, uh, like, this seems like a good deal, and this card would be cool one day, and I'd get three in foil, and then, like, a, a few sets later, I'm rewarded by having, like, seven of the foil Riku that activates your forwards, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, well, now this card is, like, really relevant. And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, this, I got these all, like, dirt cheap, or like, and, but I held... Like, I was able to invest early and, like, hold on to them, and they increased in value and that's like the best thing you can ask for for something that you buy mm -hmm. right you buy it oh, you have it to use you use it as much as you'd like and then it becomes worth more and more <laughs> like um I, I rarely in this game is there a buyer's remorse like it's not no, like not you know what you see in other games where it's like oh this is like this week this is really uh popular and it's like okay 50 bucks on I, on like a play set these are they're 50 dollars each like, I just spent 200 bucks, and then the next week they're like, all right, new ban list, we have banned that card. You're like, well, what the hell, man? Yeah, no, that I, I, happens that's, all the time Magic. Dude, that was one of my last draws of Magic, man. I actually had just invested in a playset of Once Upon a Times. I'm going to say Once Upon a Time or Oka, that, which one was that it? Yeah. Afternoon, that afternoon, um, that's when you start, first started hearing the rumblings of it being banned. And then within, I want to say within a month, they banned it, which sucks. They were, you know, they were you know, 15 bucks a piece, which is still on the lower spectrum, but that's mm -hmm. still, that's, you know, no, I'm sorry. They were more than that. They were like 22 a piece. I mean, that has so. happened to people in this game. Like, Oh, foil data lumas or foil recruits. But even then, you know, sure. it's like, uh, I think that those were like legal for so long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, no, you yeah. You don't feel bad about Riku getting banned. That card you invested was get in it worse. really late and you knew you invested in it way late too. Yep. Like, let's not play any games. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but but for the most part, yeah, it's it's a really good game for investing. Um, you get a lot of mileage out of a very small amount of money, yep. and uh, we're going to be definitely doing that series and talking a lot about some of these budget builds. Yeah, and... I've, I've actually got some lists that I I want to do uh, deck techs on. I know I've said this mm -hmm. in the past. It's just hard for me sometimes. No, it's to okay. I mean, hey, now guess what? But I, I, I'm not fucking going anywhere. That's I've right. got the time. Start doing deck techs on the couch, Chris. That's what I'm saying. Old, old <laughs> fucking fireside deck text. I'm gonna have my blanket on and everything. You just got like, um, you get like a um, like a Yule log playing on a YouTube and like max exactly. like full screen on a laptop and just have it next to you while you have like the blanket on your lap and you're like, ah, welcome, thanks for welcome. joining me. No, dude, that's I, that's what's in the cards. I, I think you know our we've said this before, but our YouTube channel really needs a shot in the arm. Um, and John, I know you said you're gonna cut up the the. World of Ruin, the three rounds that we got, and yeah. put that into something. Um, I am going to record. 
I have the Kingsglaive one I want to do. I have a Turks one I want to do. I have a Final Fantasy VII list I want to do. Um, and then I have uh, the Fire, Firewater Nine list I want to yeah. do. You know, Scions is still like a very our commitment to you guys. You know, yeah, just playing because what also too right? If you're say you you love Final Fantasy and you you know maybe you and your spouse or maybe you and you got some roommates that like it, you can spend a hundred bucks or less get a couple of decks and play them and have something that you can do to interact with people in your home and something to pass some more time, right? Like, you know, you can get some physical cards and not let them go to waste. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what I want to do. It's a good time to pick up some of those decks, man. You know, like yeah. you sit around a table and play some games. I mean, you're yeah. sitting around playing like games that are hardly games. Let me tell you this. Yeah. If you have played any rounds of the game of life, while this quarantine has been happening, then you owe it to yourself to stop that and yep. buy some budget Final Fantasy decks. The Game yep. of Life is was once described to me by somebody who designs games as the worst game ever made. And I was like, what? How could it possibly, you know, like of all the games, right? How's that the one? And the guy says, because it's not a game. Like, you don't play a game. The game happens to you. I'm like, what do you mean? That's he goes, true. you don't make any decisions in the Game of Life. Like, you you spin the thing you get put on a spot and the spot's like this happens to you and that's what happens until the game ends and somebody wins yeah you're like man that yeah you're right i guess i never really <laughs> they're like yeah no it's uh like like rng it's it's like a plinko machine like <laughs> and it hits the bottom and you go did i win like nope uh and they're like how many more hours of your life do you want to invest in playing the plinko machine the game of life they're like you're not even having fun playing it and at the end you don't have fun losing or winning you're just like, oh, no, I you're I just want. ready to put that bitch back in the box <laughs> and put it in the back of the closet yeah. until never. Get yourself a real no. game. Get yourself exactly. a Final Fantasy trading card game. Yep. And there's still places they'll ship it to you. You know, there's a lot of good places to shop. You know, Legendary Wolf Games, Cards of Evil East, TCG Player. The light. Their marketplace is still open. The light. There's pl- the, the if you're on Facebook and you join the TCG North American, there's a marketplace. Envy Games. Yeah, the list goes on and on. I feel there's guilty so for everyone many. I don't plug, so I'm trying. <laughs> right, because there's so fucking many. Yeah. So th- there's no shortage. There's no shortage of access to these cards. And especially right now, if you're if you've got your physical copy of Final Fantasy VII, you didn't know there was the the game. You open it up, you see that insert. Oh shit! Because it still happens to this day where eleven sets in, and you get a lot of. I never knew there was a card game for this. And then you're like, man, I wonder if there's a Facebook group, and you find it. And then you're like, man, what is this thing that this guy just posted to the RBA Returners podcast? And then you somehow listen to a podcast, and then you're like, this is kind of entertaining. And then you get to the mm-hmm. end of the podcast, and that's where the content is for you. Yeah, you found mm-hmm. us. Here we, this yeah. is this is for you. Yeah, it could uh, be you. It could be it you. Could be you. Yeah, um, but we're we're kind of committing. We had a lot of team time and energy invested into helping other people get octagon stuff set up and mm-hmm. to putting together the crystal cup or the sorry the community cup, <laughs> the CC. And yeah. while the CC um, didn't it didn't quite pop off without a hitch. A lot of that work is is not time wasted. It is time well spent and work that mm-hmm. is still done like it is work that will help us for the next one so uh that has been dominating a lot of my time over the the time since i've come home that and work and and stuff Mm -hmm. um but right now i think it's really just a remake and doing these octagon events that are are what i'm spending my time on so we're kind of committing to more content for you guys and that has looked like over the recent weeks more streams 
and mm-hmm. uh, us doing the events on Sundays or, or coffee and bullshit streams. Uh, mm-hmm. Or like just variety streams for you guys on the RVA Returners channel. We do appreciate all those new followers and subscribers that we've been getting. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, we're trying no, to make you. sure that you're getting a lot of mileage out of those by giving you content on the channel for you to yeah. you know check out while you're home in quarantine. So I hope you you know we streamed Final Fantasy remake for eight hours to the channel yesterday. So there's there's stuff for people to watch and and you know hang out with us and interact. We streamed the day before that. We streamed seven remake starter decks. Today we mm-hmm. streamed some more seven decks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really trying to make sure that we're putting content out there for you guys while everybody's stuck at home with this quarantine, because that's what we can do, mm-hmm. Chris, that's what we're good at. And that's what it's we're going to continue to do for you guys. So we're going to try and bolster that page, the YouTube page. We're going to get this cast out, which is a, you know, the first step on the path to, to getting that content back out for you guys, because we, it's very easy for us to say, we'll just grab this one next week. We'll grab this one later. We'll do this later. And we realize that like, for us, it's not as big deal, but for you guys, it can be a big deal. So we wanted sure. to make sure that we kind of recommitted ourselves to you. Our vows, if you will, have been, you know. I do. I do. Yes, I do. Say no more. Yes, I, I do. do. You had me at hello. That's right. We do. We will right. create content for you guys. So, uh, And um, COVID can I knock mean, us I... back down, Chris. Say what? COVID can knock us back down. Oh, uh, but we'll get up again. But we'll Ain't never going to keep me down. Can we end with that song? It'll be, yeah, 100%. Fade yeah. out, and fade don't, out. And don't edit that part out either. I, I want you to hear me begging for that to be on the... Yeah, we want that in there. I want you to hear the ideas that come to the end. Yes, we want that to end it. And with that, I'm ready to get back on fucking remake and fight this boss. I have been on the pause screen this whole time. Yeah, dude, you He's know what? When it comes to my PS4, <laughs> I shut it down, but it starts up again. And I'm, yeah, I'm never, never going never gonna to keep it down. I'm going to drink some whiskey drink. <laughs> I'm going to drink some lager drink. Oh, I'm going to drink some I'm gonna drink drink. coffee drink. Oh man, I, I'm gonna you know listen to the songs that remind me of the good times. Listen to some more songs that remind me of the better times. That's right. Oh, cloudy boy. Oh, <laughs> cloudy boy. Oh. I get it knocked down. Until next time, guys. Take care. Yes. <laughs> Toodles.